your host, Chelsea Reed. And I'm your host, Brittany Fraze. Welcome to today's episode of Girls Got Goals, a podcast for the woman who is chasing her goals while balancing the demands of everyday life. So let's get real honest here, you guys. There is nothing that replaces hard work. And I think there are some people out there who may need to hear that. And we're saying this in a place coming from love because... I know I've needed to hear this in the past. I don't know about you, Britt, mm-hmm. but there is absolutely nothing that replaces hard work. There is no magic pill for success for the results that you want to get, especially if you want them to be sustainable and you want them to be long term. So we'll talk a little bit about where that was coming from and how we feel about that. But today I was having a conversation just with someone on my team um, and we were just talking about how... Right now, especially in this like fast, we call it the fast food society, like we've referenced this before, everybody just wants these instant results and everybody thinks that they deserve or can earn success overnight or they see other people online and think that they're overnight successes and you know, that might be just due to social media and the way that things are. But at the end of the day, there are people who are working behind the scenes, like putting their blood, sweat and tears into their goals and making it happen. It's not that there is a magic pill or they like found a genie in a bottle and made three wishes. It is that they showed up every single day, even when they didn't want to. And they they did the things that they didn't necessarily want to do in that moment because there was something they wanted bad enough. Yeah, I 100% agree. And like my biggest person who's like my biggest cheerleader, my biggest motivator is my husband. And they're like... Some people are, are, like, really gifted in the fact that you just want to work hard. And I don't know how, but my husband has that ability. He will literally put in all the hours because he has a goal. He's driven. And for me, I'm, I've, I don't have an addictive personality. So I do a lot of times need that extra push or, like, a different perspective in order to keep pushing forward. But I can tell you, I remember when I started this business, as we sit here, like looking at all my stuff and my inventory and now moving it over to bins and having like, you know, um, I have almost bought and sold a thousand pieces. Um, and I'm just over a year and three months I've been in business, about 15 months. And I started with $900 and that's a bit more, um, then, you know, um, some other ways you can get into business is a bit, you know, it's a, or it's a bit less than like some other expenses like people spend to become an entrepreneur if you're like buying, um, you know, a chain or something like that, right? Like, so there's a, a varying difference. $900 could seem like a lot, could seem like a little bit depending on where, where you're starting, what you're coming from, what you're doing. But I remember bringing it back to that point and that was what we had in savings. Like that was the all in amount. And Tyler said, go for it. And I was like, I can't do that. Like that's our, that's $900. And he was like, I trust you. I have faith in you. I support you. Like you can do this, like take the plunge. Mm -hmm. And I I remember like in our relationship that I just been talking about the same concept of of business over and over again and in different ways, like sometimes just maternity, but always this concept of, of clothing and sustainability and repurposing and, um, that concept of like getting something for a deal. And, you know, maybe that's the Mennonite in me that I've (laughs) <laughs> learned throughout the way the Mennonite influence I should say because I'm not a true Mennonite but my stepdad was and my husband is my stepdad sorry my stepdad is and my husband is so I've just like learned it and I grew up with a grandma who always like took me to bless her soul um to garage sales mm. and I'm like a bummer by nature like my mom doesn't understand and I know this is a big long, long spiel into the topic we're going to and it's kind of like swerving out and then coming back in but that's our thing yeah it's our, totally our thing but when I started with that $900 and this is the point I was going to get to if I look back and I knew then what I knew now I don't know how likely I would have been to take the plunge like I have put in a lot of work, late nights, long days. I just, um, you know, came back from doing some sourcing, you know, where I spent a lot of time doing that. And it's been hard and it's pushed me and my limits in different ways and helped me grow. And, you know, as I'm going through the process of like sorting out my emotions and my life and my feelings at the same time, it's just been a whole whirlwind of progress. Um, and I wouldn't change it, but I definitely 
didn't realize, I guess the way to say it is like what I was getting myself into yeah. when I started or the amount of work it would have took or how many times I would have had to push forward and and push towards progress and move like just take one step at a time mm-hmm. and how much I wouldn't want to do it and I did it anyway. Yeah. That's totally it and I think that you know, we were kind of chatting and riffing before this, guys, and we should have totally been recording. But we were kind of talking about how, like, just because you go into the gym and you buy a gym membership doesn't mean that the next day or even 365 days from now, from then, you're going to have, like, six-pack abs if you didn't show up in those 365 days. And very often and very consistently. And that's the thing is with any business, you can buy into a business, you can start a business, you can sign on the dotted line, whatever the case is. But if you're not going to put in the work, you're not going to reap the benefit. And I think that a lot of people, I don't know if it's a self-doubt thing or if it's a fear of failure thing or whatever the case is, but they buy into something, whether, you know, it we'll use business as a reference. Like for example, my business model, it costs $59 to register with my company. They want to pay the $59 and then they want to like post for a couple of days um, about the business and they want to talk to a few people and then that's it. You know, they haven't, they haven't earned the company vehicle or they haven't gotten to that income level that they, that they signed up to, to one day be, be at. So it's like, okay, well, this isn't, this doesn't work for me. But what they don't see is the people like myself, I've heard this from a few people that like, oh, like you're outgoing, so it's really easy for you. Or like, you know, you only work part time, so it's, you have a lot of time or you must have a lot of time or this, this, this. And it's, that's just not the reality. The reality is, is that I've made the time because it's something that I want to do. I have done the things that I know are necessary for me to do, even though they feel uncomfortable. I have become intentional about speaking to people and building relationships because it's what my business relies on and it's just the cold hard truth that I wake up and every day I say okay what are the five to ten things that I need to do today to move my business forward what am I starting with right now what does my day look like where am I going to fit this in and my business is so simple we literally have a sheet that we like run our own whole business by where if you fill that out if you've succeeded to to do those deeds in a day like you're moving the needle and it's like written out. And for some people, they don't even have that benefit. They're figuring it out on their own. But still, they show up, they figure it out. They make messy action or they take messy action. And then they figure out what they need to change from there. Or they reach out to mentors to figure out what it is that they need to do. But they show up. And that is the hardest part. But it's the most necessary part. And I think one thing that someone might saying is like, well... It's easier for you to say because you have a mentor, you have someone, I know for you would be like your upline or whatever, but that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's listening, I'm sorry, I'm calling you out right now. If that's the reason why you haven't done something or you feel like you haven't succeeded, I'm calling your shit because we live in a society where people are so much more accessible than they were before that someone can be your mentor without them even realizing it. There's podcasts like ours, there is Instagram accounts, there's Facebook accounts, there's you know, coaching groups, like there are so many ways that you can benefit from the knowledge of a coach that you don't need to know personally, Mm -hmm. that you just need to reach out to, that I'm calling your shit. Like if this is your excuse, it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Straight up right now. Telling you. Absolutely. And it's super funny because even in my like other business models that I had in the past, the woman who is now my mentor in my business that I'm in now, she was a mentor of mine all through the years because I always followed her. I've been following her for eight or seven years on Instagram and Facebook now, and her content has always had value. And then there are people like, for example, we talk a lot about like Rachel Hollis, and we mentioned like Ed Milet and people like that, who their content is literally out there for like from $0 to $20, whether it's a book or a podcast. There's apps like Meetup, where in Winnipeg, you can go to local entrepreneurial groups. You can kind of figure out what your topic is, what your niche is, and what you want to learn. You can go and read articles. The internet is literally full of free information. Yeah, if you're local, there's um, Charmaine hosts, I think it's at Boss Babes or um, what's her group called? Oh, um, oh, Charmed Hustle. Uh, Charmaine's. Yeah. We're botching this right now. If she's listening to us. I'm so like, sorry, girl. But anyways, she's started an amazing group too. So if you don't know who we're talking about, I believe both of us follow her on Instagram. We'll on Instagram. It. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll tag it in our show notes. But like, 
there's even things like that. She makes it so easy to connect with other entrepreneurs, other female entrepreneurs. She just had a Black History Month of a of women who um, are killing it in business and who are black and who have been through those things. So if, if that's you, like there's ways to reach out. There's ways to join that you can do these things and benefit from and, and find the people who are in your circle who are struggling through the same things you're struggling through. Like that's why, you know, Chelsea and I have always said we've connected because we're this, we have similar struggles while we're going through the entrepreneurship, like cutting ourselves off sometimes from like going and doing things or struggling with mom life, you know, and we just like literally shared photos and concept uh, talk today, today or yesterday about like how much laundry we have sitting around because we've been putting the effort in our business and we've, we've come to that understanding, that realization that we can't do it all, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard because and I know we're kind of going off topic a little bit here, but it's, I think it's also part of the part of the topic and part of the conversation about putting in the work. And there's so many reasons to make excuses. And we've talked about that before on a podcast, but I can literally tell you it had been a while, like a good minute. My mom would have been like so upset with me that I hadn't vacuumed. Oh my God. I literally <laughs> made Rick vacuum today while I was making Tyler dinner. Tyler vacuumed the other day. I was like, I haven't vacuumed in like two weeks and we That's, have that was like probably dogs, me. right? Yeah. So I was like, I was just like scooping it up with my hands and throwing it in the trash. I'm like, I don't have time to vacuum. I'm just going to pick up the visible things. And people were asking me to get together for coffee or to like have playdates. I'm like, yeah, your place. Like, yeah, sure. I can come for a little bit. Like, I didn't want anybody in my home. I was like, this ha- poor house, I was neglecting it and it was starting to actually make me a little bit anxious. And that was one of the reasons we had that coffee date this morning in town. And I just needed to get out of my house. I was like, mm-hmm. I need to be in someone else's house for a little bit to just get away from this craziness but that's the thing is we talked about like there's not always balance and sometimes if you have a goal in one area of your life the other area maybe is gonna you know be put not necessarily in the back burner but you kind of got to like lower your standard in that area for a little while and that's okay and I think that's something that too um if you realize like there's no shortcut it's gonna be hard work it's gonna be long like you said it's gonna be long days you know, for me, yes, I work part-time. I work part-time at a daycare. I get home after that. I've taken care of other people's kids all day. And then I have two hours where I try and manage my house, take care of my little one, you know, get all of those things done, get dinner ready, go, I run, go pick up my other daughter, come home, try and fit in a workout sometimes. I literally worked out yesterday for the first time in like 11 days, which is super long for me because it's a stress relief. And I work in a gym, you guys, like, and I hadn't worked out in 11 days because I'd just been there for work and to get out, get in and get out. And then put the kids to bed, work my business, try and like get 30 minutes of something with Rick in, <laughs> like whether it's just hanging out or whatever. Um, and then go work my business again, do a training, help the girls on my team with their business, yada, yada, yada. <sighs> and then go to try and get seven hours of sleep in. And it's like, yeah, I work part time and then I work full time on everything else mm-hmm. where I can. And I think that some people have this misconception of like, this is the way that your life is. So this is how you can manage to do it. And I can't because my life is like this. And it's just not the reality. Not, especially in like, if you're starting up a business from like ground zero, it's even playing field. Like you could start a business and I could start a business doing the exact same thing. And our lives may have some similarities, but also look very different in other areas. And we have the same like potential. It's just a matter of like who's gonna who's gonna outwork who kind mm-hmm. of is the concept behind that. Yeah, totally. And back to the vacuuming thing, like I remember Tyler vacuuming and I literally I was doing some business work beforehand. I saw him vacuuming and I immediately like tried to help. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so interesting because instead of feeling like appreciative that he was assisting me and the fact that he recognized like acts of service is one of my love languages. So it was almost like saying like, I love you. I appreciate what you're doing. Like, let me help you. I was like the opposite. And it's one of the things I'm struggling with, but let me help. But also like, I'm a failure. I'm worthless. I Mm. can't even do this now. And my husband, you know, I'm actually home and I'm devaluing as I'm doing this, my worth and I'm devaluing my business and I'm devaluing everything I'm doing to, you know, face my mental struggles because I feel like now I failed at like vacuuming the carpet, which is yeah. like, I mean, like, let's get serious. Like it's, I exaggerated that a hundred percent and I recognize that. And that's the part of the progress I'm working on, but that's how I feel. And I feel like a lot of women feel that way. Like it, like they have to do, you know, my husband, a lot of time, like he gets to focus on his business and like, yeah, there's sometimes where he's got to deal with the kids or whatever, but 
he's not doing a lot of the cooking. He's not doing a lot of the, the dishes or the laundry or the cleaning. And I think sometimes it kind of gets watered down the fact that we have we, we as women manage a little bit more and a lot a lot of times not intentionally but just like feel like we have to balance more like I'm mm-hmm. in charge of the schedule my husband's like hey I'm I got something on Monday I got something on Tuesday like blah blah, blah like this is what it is and I'm like okay so now I've got to make that work whatever that looks like that's fine this is our marriage this is we're a team but at the same time like I just find a lot of times men are allowed to make work their number one priority or make it a higher priority than women are able to because we just have a little bit more stuff in the home or with the children that we need to focus on first because it's kind of been left behind because the men are the breadwinners. It's funny that you say that because I do feel that dynamic in my relationship, but I've witnessed relationships where it's quite the opposite. Where it's like the woman is very much the kind of the, the masculine energy though, where it's like, okay, this is my thing. This is what I do. This is my priority. This is what I'm going to, like, this is how it goes. And then the man kind of like steps in, okay, like, well, I'll pick up the pieces here, 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 here. I need that juju then in my life. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because I don't know, think, I don't think that it's necessarily a man. Or female, male or female thing. I think it's very much based on whether the person has a masculine or a feminine energy, and like the touche that that's is valid. Yeah, yeah, that's something that I've learned from like trying to understand energies a little bit more. I'm like, damn, I'm very feminine energy because I'm emotional. I'm very like spontaneous. I'm very much like in need of control, and I kind of like um, fear judgment, and I'm very sit back and that type of thing whereas you know masculine energy is more like the dominant and like bold and brave and like unapologetic and all of that stuff and i think that some women can yeah, like so oh, sorry 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 did i say sorry sorry literally sorry. yeah oh my gosh sorry oh my god i'm bringing you something but i forgot to put like an extra sugar in your coffee oh my god i'm so sorry i'm gonna bring it back you can drink my coffee here yeah no worries i hate this but i'll just drink it but that's exactly how i am too and and that's funny because like it is very true though that you know naturally as women i think a lot of us do want to balance things a little bit better but there are some women out there in the world where man i'm like i wish i could just not give a fuck about some things as much as you don't you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like there are some women who's like i don't care about that like I don't care about whether or not, like, the meal is perfect. Or I don't care about, like, if the house is in good condition. Like, I don't care about, like, whatever the case yeah. is. And it's, like... And I've gone to get those things. But I feel like the one thing... And and as I continue to progress... And I feel like it's only showing up now that because my business is now looking more like a business. And less, yeah. like, a side hustle. So I'm moving to the point where it's, like, oh, I see the potential for this to be your full-time career you're like a a bigger business on the next scale like to like almost like the point where I've had to prove myself I'm not I'm not just saying it's like my husband I'm just saying in general mm-hmm. I've had people who kind of like at the beginning are like mm, like that's a fun hobby you know and I'm like no this is a business like it's not a hobby like it's an LLC I'm incorporated like this is a business I'm like okay like mm-hmm. <laughs> sure you know I'll give that to you whatever uh, okay and now that people are seeing the concept, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you make approximately, like, $100,000 a year, you're making $400 a day working five days a week. Mm-hmm. To do that as an entrepreneur, you only need to make $280 a day mm-hmm. profit. Um, obviously, you got to think about all the other things, whatever you have for overhead. But for an online business, it's very minimal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not at... I'm not at $280 a day, that's what I'm saying, to make $100,000 a year. But you slowly build your profits or your daily profits to, or your weekly profits or your monthly profits up as you go. And the more I find that you become, like, reach those higher profit margins, people start to look and take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the struggles when we circle back to the concept of having to continue to work hard and put in that that uh, work ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this brings me to another quote that I really, really like, and it is, the dream is free, 
but the hustle is extra. And I think that that's where a lot of people get stumped. We all want to dream and we all have these big visions for our life and we all want more, but there's a very select few people who are willing to do the things that are necessary to actually get to that point. Mm -hmm. And like you were talking about work ethic, like that's exactly what it boils down to. How bad do you want something? Are you willing to get your hands dirty and to do the stuff that's necessary to get there? Or are you not? Well, and at the beginning, you do all the jobs, right? Like you're the, you're the accountant, you're the like inventory specialist, you're the, you're the buyer, you're the lister, like for myself, right? Like, so I do it all Mm -hmm. like, you know, and then slowly you can kind of like, okay, I'm going to delegate this to someone else and I'm going to delegate this to someone else and this and then that, right? Like, and you can slowly get to that point where you have employees, but Mm -hmm. at the beginning you are all things of your business. Yeah. And like. That can kind of totally apply to my business model too, where it's a little bit different, right? Like I'm in direct sales. So a lot of the stuff is done in the back office for me. I don't create a product. I don't shop for a product. I don't deliver the product. I'm literally just the middleman. But what can happen when my business grows is I leave my job. I delegate my house cleaning maybe. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe I delegate some of my weekly cooking to a meal prep service or to whatever. Like as my income grows, my time freedom and that flexibility grows with it where I can delegate some other things in my life too. Laundry. Laundry, yeah. (laughs) Have a laundry person. Or, you know, I could have like a personal assistant maybe who, you know, does all of my thank you cards and who does all of my email and like all that stuff. It really is um, flexible and this concept can apply to anything that you're doing. And we've talked a lot about business in this, but it can be for anything. If you have a goal of reaching you know a certain fitness goal like this is always what we kind of go back to because it's what we both relate to even Katerina yeah with the book absolutely absolutely and that's the thing is like sure she could have like opened up her word document and been like I'm gonna write a book but if she didn't show up every day and type something she wouldn't have something if you buy a gym membership with the goal of being like I'm gonna run a 5k and have like shredded washboard abs by the end of this year and you go to the gym once a week and talk to all your friends while you're there and then leave without a sweat and wonder why the hell you haven't gotten to the point where you wanted to be well I'm sorry but the only person that you have to blame is yourself and you need to take a look in the mirror and that's that's another thing too is you know I like to work my business in like a seven day cycle and then a third or a 30 day cycle and a 90 day cycle so I can look back and make these goals for that point and say okay did I reach the goal that I set out for myself no all right, where did I fall short? And that's why I love the concept that we have in our business where I can like track everything on paper. It's really helped me show up because I can look back and if a week from now I didn't hit the goal that I wanted to be at this week, I can look back and be like, oh, that's why because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't do everything that I should have done this day. I only yeah. did 50% or only did 30%. So how can I reach my goal? I can do 100% or more and that is up to me. And that's the thing, especially if you're the one who's in charge you're the you're the CEO of your life, whether it's your business, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your fitness goals. Like, you are the one who has to make the decision of whether or not you're going to do something. And then mm-hmm. if you don't, there's nobody mm-hmm. to fire and like chop off the block because you didn't do the work. And I think it was Ed Milet who talks about the fact like if we make these kind of like agreements with ourselves and we continuously. Uh, fall short of those or don't show up for the things we've kind of like scheduled for ourselves. we end up losing this the self-confidence that we have in yeah. our ability to do things and it actually creates this like almost a self-fulfilling prophecy in the sense of like well even if I say I'm gonna do it I'm not gonna end up reaching that goal because I know I can't do it well the only reason you know you can't do it is because you've continuously set these appointments for yourself um to show up for yourself and you don't show up for yourself right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's where the struggle like therein lies Yeah, I used to face that problem actually a lot. And I think Rachel Hollis also went over this in one of her podcast episodes. And it's no surprise because Ed Milet is one of her mentors. Um, But she talks about this. And I remember thinking to myself because she made the, the, the reference to like people will keep promises to everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to fall short, especially if you're a people pleaser like me, you make a promise, you say you're going to do something for someone, you do it, but then you will give up. Or let go of a promise you've made to yourself in order to fulfill another promise. Yeah, because you're exhausted. Like, you've literally burnt yourself out trying to appease everyone else. That by the time it comes turn to 
fulfill your promises to yourself, you have nothing left. Yeah. And that's the struggle. Like, and that's where we talk about prioritizing because if you're doing everything for everyone else and you're that people pleaser and you're that person, when it comes to doing the things for you, you don't honor those commitments because you are so tired. You're so exhausted because you put everyone else as number one and you're number two or three or four or five or 10 or whatever that is that it you're you're like I just need to go to bed like I'm just exhausted from the day and you don't put in the work that you want to do for yourself and you don't see those results for yourself and then just was like you're like yeah see I told you I couldn't do it like and the only reason that's becoming that point is because you've made yourself a lower priority and that's where we say like that work ethic is required and that part of that is making yourself that priority it's understanding like what priority you're gonna put your put your goal at you know and recognizing that this is something you want to accomplish this is something you want to see grow this is something you want to succeed and making sure you're prioritizing that and like i said we've talked about this in numerous episodes before the uh, not to do list too kind of plays into this yes and you have to do it every day show up every day even if you don't want to i can tell you a million not a million. That's exaggeration. Fuck that shit. I can tell you, you know, probably a good 30 days. 30 days, like in a past year. Like that's a month of work where I didn't want to show up for myself. And I remember, you know, my husband, like I said, he has that work ethic where he's just like every day he needs to, he'll do what he needs to do to succeed. And most days I do what I need to do. Some days I do more than I need to do and, you know, put in extra work to catch up for those other days, which is like part of the process, right? You know, this morning I went for that coffee. I could have been working, but then I think it's a priority to also make time for other women and to delegate that part yeah. and to have that experience and share in those journeys with other people. But, you know, there's days where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to relax today when I could be expanding my business to the American market or I could be cross-listing my postings or yeah. whatever. And I'm just like, no, everything I have is listed. Like, it's good enough, right? Yeah. And it just depends where things are at and like how burnt out you are. And I think it's important to look at that and also to, you know, to acknowledge when you're feeling exhausted, when you're feeling tired, but also look at why you're feeling that way. Is it because you've been putting in the work? Is it because you put in the work all day, but then you're spending the next like six hours watching TV and you're staying up till three in the morning and then you want to sleep in and whatever. And like, and you got that cycle going on. You need to just understand like, it's going to take hard work. There's going to be days you don't want to do it. You're going to have to push forward. You're going to have to push through it. And if you don't want to, you're not going to be the successful. You're not going to reach your goal. You're not going to be successful at what you're trying to accomplish. And I can tell you right now, if you don't want to do that, if you are the person who wants to work that nine to five, you want to work for someone else, you want to come home in the evenings, you want to have the time to yourself, whatever that looks like, that is okay. That is, we're not talking to you. We're not reaching out to you right now. We're reaching out to those people who want to work for themselves because I can tell you right now, I'd rather work for myself and I can tell you I'll put in more than 40 hours a week. Yeah. Hands down. I could work full time for myself and I'll tell you, I will work more than someone than most people, not all people, but most people who work a full-time nine-to-five. Mm-hmm. And I think something that got me stuck, actually, for a little while, especially as I've kind of been experiencing a little bit more um, struggles with my anxiety lately, is that um, I was in, like, this all-or-nothing mentality. And I think that it came, like, from me maybe misinterpreting some content that I'd listened to or that I'd read where I felt like if I wasn't showing up 100% that I was doing everybody around me and myself a disservice and that was I was taking it maybe a little bit too um literal Literal. and if I wasn't showing up 100% I was just like well fuck then I'm not showing up but what what then I realize is if I'm not showing up even five percent I'm just holding myself back even if I can show up and like let's say I wake up tomorrow morning and I have to peel myself out of bed and I don't want to show up and I don't feel like I'm capable of showing up 100%, I make the choice. Okay, how much do I think I can give today? Can I give 50? Okay, if that's all I can give, I'm going to give that 50 mm-hmm. versus just being like, well, if I can't give my all, I'm not going to give. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I, I get stuck in those moments too. Like if I have stuff to like list or to post or whatever, I'm like, well, I don't want to do any of it. And I'm like, you know, okay, well, let me just start and I'll just steam all the new stuff I bought. And then, I, you know what, you get into, like, this motion in this role. I'm like, oh, I steamed. Okay, well, I might as well list. And then I might as well do this, whatever. And you get into this, like, well, I'm already in it, so I might as well keep going, right? And I think it's the same when you talk about a workup. Like, you don't want to go. You don't want to show up. But when you get there, you feel good. It's like, 
you know, kind of like sets your soul on fire because you're passionate about it and you keep on going, you know, instead of saying like, I'll work out for 30 minutes, you're like now an hour and a half in because you just want to do that extra cardio because it just like is a stress reliever or it feels good or, you know, you're challenging yourself or whatever that looks like. And sometimes doing the thing brings you out of the funk. 100%. But if it doesn't, that's okay. Like if, if for whatever reason you get through half of your workload and you're like, you know what? I really need to go have a bath. I really need to go and visit my mom. I really need to just take some time. That's mm-hmm. okay too. I think it's just being able to be aware and to take ownership of I that, that too. Right? And that's the thing is like, t- you know, tomorrow might be a new day and tomorrow you might feel great. You can give 150%. And I think that as long as you can show up every single day to your fullest capacity in that moment, I think that's something that took me a while to understand that my 100% was not going to look every the same every single day. Mm-hmm. So if you're not moving forward as fast as you want to, you need to look back and you need to say, where am I falling short? And if you're facing days where maybe you can't, you don't feel like you can give 100%, ask yourself, like, what can you give and give that. Mm -hmm. And if you need to take time to do and give in other areas, like, that is okay. But you also need to be able to have the ownership and to have the awareness of, like, okay, maybe I'm not going to get there this fast because I need to take this time to do X, Y, and Z else right now because I can't be 100% there. But I think the biggest, biggest thing that we need to do is we need to take full ownership over our actions. Yeah. Because no one else can answer to the shortcomings or whatever it is that we're dealing with in our life. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's us. We have to be able to confront responsibility. that. Responsibility. Mm-hmm. 100%. I agree so much. And I was just saying like today, so I went and we went to like the mom's coffee date this morning and part of me was like, you know, what? I should stay back. I should just start working right away. Like the kids are at daycare. Like I could take advantage of this time. And I was like, you know what? No, getting out, I need to make it a priority to have some like conversation with people and women who kind of like understand what we're going through or can relate in some aspects of life. So I did that. And then I came home and I worked and I remember eating lunch, but also working through while I was eating. And I was thinking to myself, like in my typical you know, 8.30 to 4.30 job, because it's not 9 to 5, it's 8.30 to 4.30, I'd get an hour lunch, right? And sometimes I would go sourcing on my lunch hours because it's my only time, right? Because I'm, you know, being paid by someone else during the other time. And sometimes I'd have a nap, whatever, in my car or whatever that looks like, or take a minute and eat my lunch and just, like, enjoy the peace and quiet. Um, But I would have that hour to do what I chose. That was something for me. And the rest of the time I would be kid-free, focused on my work, focused on my job. But working from home or working as an entrepreneur, you don't always get the opportunity because your kids are there. So you're managing like that extra like load. And also I find it so easy to take for granted, like getting, giving yourself that time. Mm -hmm. So for today, for example, like I ate through my lunch hour and I was like, well, I just want to get this done because I want to finish like inventorying some stuff. And then I have to do some shipping. And I was like, you know what? How about like, that's great. But I haven't taken a break. Yes, I had the thing this morning. But I'm so tired. And I want to, you know, record this podcast in the evening tonight. And I want to make sure I have some time to work on my stuff a little bit longer. So what would benefit me the most? And I remember saying this because I was kind of starting to feel guilty about being tired and wanting to, like, have a rest. And I said, well, what would benefit me the most? What would benefit me is probably a nap. But, like, it doesn't have to be an hour nap. It doesn't have to be, an, like, a two-hour nap. It just needs to be, like, a power nap, right? Oh, hour power. But, I can't do power naps. They make me feel more tired. <laughs> but I see and I I sometimes I feel that way, but it depends how long it is. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, it's two. It was like 2.30. I had to go like turn over the laundry and put the stuff in the dryer. And I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay down and I'm going to give myself till 3.15. So that's approximately like, like I'll probably be in, in bed by like 2.40 by the time you fall asleep. So like max 30 minutes. And... I was like, that'll be enough, I think. I'll wake up, I'll have a coffee, I'll get back to work. But it'll be enough to kind of like reset my exhaustion and to allow me to have the ability. It's like the taking the 30 minutes will give me more hours in the evening than it would right now if I just keep pushing through. And I went and I did it and it felt great and I woke up and it was better. But sometimes it's it's recognizing that. Like what is going to allow you to work at that capacity that that at your limit or like that full capacity for longer periods and sometimes that means taking a break or going to talk talk to your mom or having a phone call with someone else um 
And I think that the one thing about being an entrepreneur that we forget is like that self-care aspect. And I'm not saying it means like spending five hours in front of the TV, but it, it just means like taking the time to eat. I'm really bad for that too mm-hmm. because I'm just like, I got to do this and I got to do that. And then the next thing I know, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit dizzy. Like, why am I so dizzy? I'm like, oh my God, I haven't eaten all day. I'm like, yes, part of it's because I'm on my medication for anxiety. So it doesn't make me want to eat. So I have to be more mindful about that. But you almost get into this like kind of this flow and you just like everything else kind of goes to the wayside. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh, why am I so like starving? And you're like, holy shit, it's three o'clock and I, I, haven't, I haven't eaten all day or whatever that looks like. And it's just recognizing that self-care because having that 30 minutes and eating and taking that break may benefit you further in the long run mm-hmm. than you realize. But I think a lot of times people take advantage of that and give themselves more than they require. Well, that's the thing and is you're in charge of your own schedule and some people will become really complacent with it and like... I found myself doing that a lot too in the beginning stages. I'm like, oh, I'm like my own boss now. I'm going to come home. I'm going to throw on an hour of TV and then I'm just going to slowly make my lunch. I'm going to do this. And then, oh, the day got away. And it's like you end up not doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people. It's, and I feel like it is for some people natural instinct to just work, 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 work and just do what you got to do and then like reap the benefits later. Whereas for some people, you know, when they have all this control – And that's the thing is when you become an entrepreneur, like you don't have someone breathing down your neck telling you what to do. You may have the, you may know what you need to do, but you're not having anyone check in on you usually. Like I'm really grateful that I have a mentor who like not doesn't, I don't have to answer to her, but she checks in on me and asks like how I'm doing. Do I need anything? And it kind of just like that reminder of like, oh yeah, (laughs) there's someone else I'm like, you know, I have to eventually have a conversation with and let them know what I'm, I'm up to. And I want to make them proud. Um, but for some people, they don't have that. You're in business 100% for yourself. And so you can kind of get a little bit like, mm. yeah. oh, I'm just going to do my thing. And oh, totally. Sometimes I'm like, oh, Livy needs me to lay down with her. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to lay with her for like 15 minutes. And the next thing I know, I wake up, it's like three hours later. I'm like, oh my God, I just fell asleep. And like, <laughs> I'm just going to go to bed. And like the time gets away from me. Or I put on a show while it's like quiet time. And then I just get into this so like relaxed mode that, she goes to bed, I'm like, well, I'm just going to actually keep watching TV for a little bit longer. And, like, we all do it. Don't get me wrong. It's just showing up most of the time is the goal, right? Yeah. Like, you got to put in the work. And sometimes I recognize that. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't do anything that day. Uh, well, I need to buckle down and double down the next day. And I'm going to, you know, like, okay, the kids are at daycare today, so I'm going to try and work throughout the day as I can. You know, and like I said, I, I give myself some grace. I, I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm off work right now. I'm getting paid by my, my workers' comp. So, obviously, that's my main priority is to focus on that and my well-being and my health but then I want to try and do the other stuff in the background because that's something that I have a goal to work towards and that's something that also helps with my anxiety right so trying to integrate that and intertwine that and then you know the kids go to bed and sometimes a lot of times I find myself I'm working because I have the anxiety so I'm just trying to like push it aside but also Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like well it'd be nice to it'd be a benefit for me to do this because then it looks like me reaching my goal of working for myself mm-hmm. eventually too, right? So it's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to bed? If you do and it's because of your ang- you're anxious or your anxiety or you didn't sleep well last night, then that's okay. But also for me, I know that it's like, well, if I'm just tired because I'm being lazy, then maybe you should just put in that little extra work because your goal is this, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just having that conversation with yourself and recognizing that. And like I said, sometimes it, it takes your partner or your spouse or someone, a friend or whatever to help you through that or push you through that. Like I said, I feel like my husband doesn't need anyone else. And for me, my husband is that person for me. Mm. And he doesn't run my business. He doesn't own my business. He has no, I mean, it's a, it's a private incorporation. So technically he has nothing to do with it whatsoever and uh, vice versa for his business. But he checks in on me, right? Like he's that person. I don't, I, I don't, he slightly knows what I do and slightly understands the concept and will slightly help me with shipping when I'm not here or something but for the most part he just like says you know are you putting in the work Mm -hmm. are you doing what you need to do to get the goal you want and it's just that having that real conversation with me because sometimes you kind of just get off that track so just someone to make sure like to refocus you on that point of like are you giving it what you need to get to the goal that you're wanting Mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean you like the goal has to be you know working for yourself full-time it could be writing a book or it could be doing this and just having someone to be like 
hey, I thought this was your goal. Like, how come you're watching TV? Like, don't you want to put Having an accountability partner almost. Yes. It's big. It's important. And to kind of like, I guess this is kind of be like the umbrella topic or whatever to say it is. Um, I posted this on my Instagram and my Facebook today and I got some pretty like, whoa, <laughs> responses. But what was it? I haven't been on because I've been working. Oh, okay. So I posted this thing on Facebook and Instagram today, a graphic that I made. And it just said like, if you're looking for the magic pill, I've got it. And it's a picture of a pill and it literally says put in the work mm. on the pill that's what it is. If you're looking for a magic pill, it doesn't exist. It is hard work. And if there is a magic pill that you happen to stumble upon, it's probably not going to create long-lasting results. Whatever your magic pill form comes in. Exactly. We see that mostly in the fitness industry, I find, right now. But it happens Like, everywhere. literally magic pills? Yeah. <laughs> literally pills. Yes. But, but, yeah. That's not... That's the thing. Is like, yes, you can... Like, let's say you pop this pill and all of a sudden you, like, are shredded... Well, it's not going to last forever. Like, you've got 48 hours, and then the magic of this pill wears off. Yeah. Well, you're just going to keep popping. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. No one sees, like, what we say. Like, you only see what people show you on social media. So sometimes that looks like, you know, we both know Jade. She runs Jade's Made, Jade's Made Co. And a lot of times she posts on her own page, and she posts, like, little photos, or she's on a vacation and whatever, and, like, that's her personal page and that's her stuff. But you don't see the work she puts in behind the scenes and the effort that it brings or like the stress it causes her no one sees anything all they see is the success from that like even the same concept of like my parents were in mexico for three months and there was an event and someone who knows my parents and knows me had come up to me and uh we're talking and they're like oh where are your parents i said well they're in mexico they've been there since january they come back in march and like must be nice yeah you know and i'm like it is <laughs> it is nice i said but i can also tell you that from april to december they're putting in more than eight hours a day of work monday to sunday Mm -hmm. that literally they're working more from april to to december 31st than you're working january to december in your regular job Mm -hmm. because they have a goal of going somewhere warm for the winter and they're going to work for it yeah and that's the thing is like, but everyone said, like, they don't see the behind the scenes. Must yeah. be nice. Must be nice, yeah. Right? And it's like, well, must be nice to do that. And it's like, yeah, but you can do it too. Yeah. But you have to put in the work. And, and are you willing to? And it's so funny because, like, some people will go out there and, like, lay out all these circumstances of, like, why they're not capable or why you're more capable. It's like, we all literally have the same opportunity in front of us, no yeah. matter what. I don't, I, like, I said this the other day, I fucking hate excuses and i used to make excuses i'm not gonna beat around the bush on that like i used to make excuses and live in this pity victim mentality until i realized like not one single person around me in my life directly or not decides where i end up except for me so don't feed me your bs about not having enough time or not knowing enough or not having enough connections or not having all the answers or not having like the income or not having what if it's you bullshit. want something, it's bullshit. Exactly. We're calling you out. Exactly. This is a tough love episode because we want to see you succeed. It's Girls Got Goals. We know you are listening because you have a goal. Yeah. Stop making the excuses. Stop putting that bullshit in. And it's effort to make the bullshit. Just as much as it's effort to put in the work. You got to think of something creative to, to like legitimize not doing the work. Like, that's but, in more- the t- but in the time of internet, like yeah. you can literally Google fucking everything. Yeah. Something's not working for you. You want to know how to write a book. You want to know how to lose weight. You want to know how to do this. There, the internet will teach you all things. And they're for free. Yeah, absolutely. And there's still libraries on top of that too, yeah. right? Like 20 bucks keep- for a book. And then like you got all the answers right in there too. Or and- people you can like reach out to that you could never reach out to before you know yeah. like i could i've like i said i've, I've posted i've actually like had a conversation with like trent shelton mm-hmm. you know and like ed my commented on my posts and stuff like that like the the world is at your fingertips now more than it has ever been in our entire lives yeah and if you have an excuse it is a bullshit excuse there's mm-hmm. no reason why you can't do anything if you want me to show up your at your pity party i ain't gonna be there no i ain't gonna be there because there's so many things i can be- I'll be there with a pie to put in your face. And be like, get over it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, but like you said, like if two people have the exact same circumstances, if there was me and what I've been through and someone else, there it could end up in two different ways. There, I could be 
as successful as I am now and, and if not reaching towards more and what I'm going to and being who knows where I'll be in the future. And then it could also be the exact opposite. Someone who, you know, became a addic- had addiction issues and whatever. I'm not saying that it's wrong for a person to go through that, but I'm just saying like you can either be the reason you succeed or be the reason you you fail or the reason you're in the position you are in now. Absolutely. The biggest thing that's holding you back is always going to be you and you need to just get out of your own damn way. I'm just going to say oh, the this. Like, mentality. Exactly. I'm just going to like get, bring it back to like some real talk here. It's like there has been a point in my life where I was a single mom working a minimum wage with an apartment to pay for and I literally week to week to week was stopping off at Plato's Closet, selling things on, on a marketplace to be able to afford the next thing and when I started my business, it was the same thing. What can I sell right now at this very moment or give up? so I can have the money to start this business. Where can I carve out the time? What can I give up? And that's the thing is that some people just are not willing to make those sacrifices. But if you want to make changes in your life, you have to make changes in your life. Oh, 100%. I know people, like I was having this conversation today, like I know people who are literally at like rock bottom financially, but any money they get will spend it on buying things to like have an outward appearance of having money. What is that quote that I heard the other day? Like, oh, I don't know, but like literally crack addicts will always find money for crack. Like, are you going to let a crack addict outwork you? Like, that's literally what someone posted on (laughs) Facebook the other day. And I was like thinking about it. I'm like, whoa, like that's a little bit of a harsh thing to say, but it's true. Someone who works for what you want. Exactly. A drinker or a smoker or someone who's addicted to gambling or someone who needs to get their nails done or their lashes filled. It's like they'll they'll scrape that money from the bottom of the couch if they need to go get their lashes done out of pay phones oh god yeah they'll be bartering <laughs> with people for their services to get Find their lashes done for and 10 cents like, a can yeah what are you going to sacrifice and what what could you be putting that that money towards or that time towards like people will find so what time. do you value yeah absolutely and it's a matter of that prioritization yeah and i and that's what i was having that conversation today is this woman um we had met i'm not gonna name names but she was saying her mother-in-law you know just really loves her dogs and will do anything to sacrifice to live with her dogs and i i agree with like pets i think it's important you know like if you've you you have them like i wouldn't ever you know i'd make it work with what i had for that situation but then there was a concept of like not wanting to move outside of the city yeah right and i'm saying because and there was people who are willing in this circumstance to um help her out and give her a room and she was like no because it's too far Mm-hmm. you know okay then that's okay if you want to make that decision for your life and you want to say that's too far that's fine but there's no poor me woe is me my apartment sucks or my place is shitty you are now like the result of your circumstances like you made the choice and at some point you know people are gonna stop showing up for you because you can't show up for yourself if that's yeah. what your priority is then there's no more like poor me what was me whatever like you made the choice to live here to stay Mm -hmm. here to whatever that is to be in that moment with what where you are and that's if just own it Mm -hmm. just own your shit that's all i'm saying like you can't like have your cake and eat it too you can't complain about your living situation but then not want to move in with people because it's too far where it's more affordable and you're gonna have a better lifestyle mm-hmm. like shit or get off the pot right exactly like it's-, it's like even for example like I've, I've spoken with numerous people like in my business our nutrition program is like one of the really big pillars of our of our business and i absolutely love it and i had massive success with it and i've had a few people reach out and want um you know want to chat a little bit about it and money is an issue and i think that health sometimes can be a big investment especially for people who have never prioritized that in their life but they'll go around and say like oh this is too expensive and then the next day you see them on instagram and they're like drink after drink after drink after drink after drink at the club with their friends and this meal and this meal and this meal and this meal and they're eating out and they're doing this because they made that their priority Mm -hmm. and until they make health their priority my program is always going to be too expensive for them it's just the reality same as you're always going to find an excuse to validate or to justify the decisions that you're making in your life because Mm -hmm. you're not you're not able to well, when, and we were, when we were riffing earlier, we were saying, like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Like, mm-hmm. we're here. We're leading you to the water. Like, it's up to you to drink it. It's up to you. Don't, like, drink the Kool-Aid. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, but that's a concept, right? Like, you are in control. You decide how hard you work yeah. for the goal that you have in mind, what you prioritize. There are so many, like I said, if it wasn't, and I, I, I've been there, like if it wasn't for my husband saying like, you know, 
take the $900. Like, I trust you. I have faith in you. Like, I believe you could do this. I probably wouldn't have taken the money. I probably wouldn't have taken the risk. I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm so thankful that um, he believed in me and kind of showed me how much I should believe in myself. Um, But we all have that in us if that's what we choose to do. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's just whatever our goal is, are we going to make that a priority? Yes or no? And I think that's where it happens. It's just choosing to do it on the days where we don't want to do it, it where it becomes um what's the word i'm looking for not repetition but it becomes like a pattern a, a pattern <laughs> tedious no mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah basically like it becomes a pattern right you do it anyways because that's the next step a in habit? Routine. a habit <laughs> oh. <laughs> can you tell us getting late no, but where it becomes a habit where you're going to do it anyways because you have a goal, you want to get there, and this is what, you know this is the work that needs to be put in to reach that goal. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel that 100%. Yeah. So cut the bullshit. Get Stop to work. Stop lying to yourself. Get to work and do what you need to do to reach those goals. And write them down if you need and to write them down. if you don't know what you need to do, go find it on Google or ask somebody else to help you out. Like, there's no excuses. Yeah. Or DM us. We're always available, you know. You need accountability, buddy. Like, I'll be all up in your DMs every day asking you what you've been up to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have time for that. <laughs> I'll reach out. Yeah. I'll see. I'll see. You guys can tag us mm-hmm. on your Instagram stories. Like, let us know that you're doing your work every single day and tag us. I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Maybe we could start some sort of, like, a accountability group or something. Yeah. We'll shout out the hard work you're putting in. Mm-hmm. Let us know. We want to see it. Yeah. We know a couple of you uh, Girls Got Goals followers who are doing putting in the hard work for sure. And I've seen a couple of you guys, uh, a couple of gals doing that for sure. So keep it up. We see you. Those who hustle see the hustle. And uh, we commend you. Keep mm-hmm. on keeping on. And for those of you, if you don't want to do it, like I said, if this isn't your jam, if you're not reaching, working towards a goal, if you're like, you know what, I'm content with my life and the way it is now, that's cool. You cool. do you, boo love you that's fine but if you're the person who wants to be somewhere and you're complaining about it but you keep making excuses stop bitching put the bullshit away and get to work you love you though (laughs) still still love you either way just make sure you do it just stop making yourself excuses okay you're better than that yeah you're better than that That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure that you subscribe and keep tuning in to future episodes. We love hearing from you. So let us know what you thought of this episode. And if there's any topic that you want to hear about or any questions you want answered, send us an email to the address we've linked below in the show notes. Remember to tell your friends about the show and don't forget, Girls Got Goals. goals.